0: This is the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast with Charlie Badwini. This is the Breath of Fresh Jets, your number one podcast for all things Jets football. Today, I've got a story for you. It features a quote-unquote franchise savior, a general manager trying to keep his job, and a lame duck head coach. Our story begins, as these scenarios often do, come off the heels of a 2017 5-11 and season that featured the Jets um, openly tanking, I would say. They had just had that incredibly disappointing 2016 season where they failed to recapture the electricity and spark of the 2015 season general manager mike McCagan was getting rid of every last remnant of those early 2010s late 2000s jets teams guys like darrell revis got cut nick mangold to ferguson retired eric decker was cut brandon marshall was cut and 2017 was supposed to be just kind of a tankier trying to get a good draft pick for the 2018 draft which was supposed to feature a lot of great quarterbacks their first moves of free agency uh, featured re-signing incumbent starter Josh McCown who had just had a, a career year as the starting quarterback in 2017 for the Jets and free agent quarterback Teddy Bridgewater who had managed to get into a few few games towards the end of the 2017 season with the Vikings but was an impending free agent and ended up signing with the Jets. Because the Jets finished 5-11 they weren't exactly in the top 3 of the draft, They were they were sitting at 6 overall and on St. Patrick's Day 2018 the Jets traded the 6 overall pick their two second round picks in the 2018 draft and a second rounder in 2019 to move up to three with the Colts. At this point, the 2018 draft was very deep in terms of quarterbacks. You had Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson, two of which were Heisman Trophy winners. The consensus at this point was that the Browns were going to draft Sam Darnold number one overall as he was the consensus best quarterback in the draft. As we creeped up closer and closer to draft day, it became more apparent that the Browns were going to be taking Mayfield first overall and Mike McKagnon as excited as he was he thought he was trading up for Baker Mayfield at three and he was just completely ecstatic that Darnold was gonna fall to the Jets at three he was supposedly the best quarterback in the draft so the draft goes Baker at one to the Browns Saquon Barkley at two to the Giants Darnold to the Jets at three and then you had Josh Allen to the Bills Josh Rosen to the Cardinals and Lamar Jackson to the Ravens the talk of the offseason uh, that year was who was going to start week one. You had three very capable quarterbacks on the roster at the moment. You had Teddy Bridgewater, Josh McCown, who had started the year before, and, of course, rookie Sam Darnold. It became more apparent as preseason went on that Darnold was getting the most reps. He was trying to, they were trying to get him ready for the season. And eventually, I believe it was after the third preseason game, the Jets traded Teddy Bridgewater to the Saints, and it was announced that Sam Darnold would start week one of the 2018 season. On the slate for week one of the 2018 season was a monday night football tilt against the detroit lions in detroit the jets got the ball first and on first and ten first play of the season Darnold drops back for his first official nfl throw as professional and it's a pick six i remember burying my face in my hands thinking oh god what, what do we have here but to Darnold's credit he came back He lit up the Lions, and he ended up throwing for 200 yards and two touchdowns and didn't throw another interception. The following week in the home opener against the Miami Dolphins, Darnold became the youngest quarterback to ever throw for 300 yards in a game, in a losing effort. The following games would have some ups and downs, but week nine against Miami, Darnold was completely battered behind an atrocious offensive line and ended up suffering a foot sprain behind that horrid offensive line, and he was sidelined for four weeks. Josh McCown would go on to replace him for those four games. Darnold came back week 14, a game in Buffalo, and led the Jets to a comeback win. And he ended up playing his best stretch of football that season in games against the Houston Texans and the Green Bay Packers, where he went toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers the entire game. And even though those were losses, um, I remember leaving that Packers game so excited for the future, filled with hope that we finally found our franchise quarterback. Darnold finished the 2018 season with a 57.7 completion percentage, 2,865 yards passing, 17 touchdowns, and 15 interceptions. The 2019 offseason was going to be crucial in Darnold's development, and it was on the Jets' front office to get weapons, get better coaching, get everything they need to make sure Darnold can succeed in this league. Head coach Todd Bowles was fired after four seasons with the team, and the Jets hired quarterback guru Adam Gase to be brought in to turn Darnold into an elite quarterback. In three seasons with the Dolphins, Adam Gase had a 23-25 record and one playoff appearance. Now, here are some headlines from the 2019 offseason in relation to the other quarterbacks from the 2018 draft class. The Browns made a splashy move, trading for wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. to give Baker Mayfield a wide receiver one after his impressive rookie year. The Bills double dip in in the wide receiver market in free agency, signing slot receiver Cole Beasley and outside speedster John Brown for Josh Allen. The Ravens used their first round draft pick on wide receiver Marquise Hollywood Brown in order to try and give Lamar some more weapons. Now, this is the offseason where the Jets had all the money in the world and Mike McCagnin, the GM, had all the pressure in the world. He made a trade for guard Kelechi Osemele from the Oakland Raiders. He made a splash signing with running back Le'Veon Bell and linebacker CJ Mosley and signed slot wide receiver Jamison Crowder. In the 2019 draft, the Jets use their third overall pick on defensive tackle Quinnen Williams, and in the rest of the draft, they only select two offensive players, tackle Chuma Adoga in the third round and tight end Trayvon Wesco in the fifth. Shortly after the draft, around mid-May, a shocking move comes out of Florham Park. General Manager Mike McKagan is fired after running free agency and the draft. Everybody was shocked. If you knew you were going to fire this guy, how could you let him run free agency and the draft? Like, people were confused. What were the Jets thinking? What happened? Apparently, he lost a power struggle with head coach Adam Gase, who hadn't even coached a single game yet. However, Adam Gase is able to use his influence to hire one of his close friends, Vice President of Player Personnel Joe Douglas from the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's fast forward to the start of the 2019 season. Week 1, the Jets blow a 16-0 lead at home against Buffalo to open the season. Prior to their Week 2 Monday Night Football game against the Cleveland Browns, it is announced that Darnold has been diagnosed with mononucleosis, the kissing disease. I know last year started with such promise, then Darnold gets mono, season's over by Game 3. The Jets lose their next three games in embarrassing fashion, quarterbacked by Luke Falk. Darnold makes his return Week 6, a home game against the Dallas Cowboys, where he lights it up. He has one of his best games of his career, throwing for 338 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. The Jets go on to win 24-22. The following week, another Monday night football game against the New England Patriots at home. This is what we now know as the Ghosts Game. Ghosts. Darnold gets caught on a hot mic on ESPN saying, I'm seeing ghosts out there, and it's all over. Darnold has a complete meltdown, throwing for 86 yards and 4 interceptions. The Jets would lose the following week in Jacksonville and then again lose to a Miami team that was 0-7 by two scores, 26-18. At this point, the wheels are falling off. At the trade deadline press conference, Joe Douglas claims that all players are available for trade, excluding defensive tackle Quinn and Williams and franchise quarterback Sam Darnold. It looks as though the Jets are starting to turn it around, winning three straight games, scoring 34 points in all three against the Giants, Washington, and Oakland Raiders. They follow up this three-game winning streak with a loss on the road in Cincinnati to an 0-11 Bengals team that had not won a game all season long. A team that started the first eight games 1-7 finished the season 7-9, going 6-2 in their last eight games. Darnold finishes the 2019 season having a 61.9% completion percentage, throwing for 3,024 yards, 19 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. Definitely a step up from his rookie year, but also missing four games again. This is where we get into a very crucial offseason for the Jets. Joe Douglas is first at the helm, and feeling the pressure to put a supporting cast around his second-year quarterback. You're listening to the Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Badwini. With the Jets' offensive line ranking 28th in the National Football League out of 32, it was clear that the priority for this offseason would be protecting Sam Darnold in the trenches on the offensive line. The Jets signed guard Greg Van Roten from the Carolina Panthers, center Connor McGovern from the Denver Broncos, right tackle George Fant from the Seattle Seahawks, and they added wide receiver Brashad Perriman from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In a controversial move, they let free agent wide receiver Robbie Anderson walk on a two-year, $20 million contract to the Panthers, something that the Jets, with ample amount of cap space, could have easily given him. In the draft, the Jets selected left tackle Makai Becton with their 11th overall pick in the first round, and in the second round, grabbed a receiver, Denzel Mims out of Baylor. Now, once again for reference, let's take a look back at the 2020 offseason and look at some other moves that other teams made to support their young quarterbacks. The Bills made a major splash, trading for wide receiver Stephon Diggs from the Minnesota Vikings, giving young quarterback Josh Allen a true wide receiver one. The Browns signed right tackle Jack Conklin from the Tennessee Titans to shore up the offensive line after how atrocious it was in 2019 for the Browns. Quarterback Kyler Murray from the 2019 draft class was given wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins a move the Cardinals made to get him out of Houston. Noticing a trend here? Let's once again fast forward to the 2020 season. The Jets come out the gate 0-3 capped off with a Week 3 loss to the Indianapolis Colts where Darnold throws three interceptions and two pick-sixes. In Week 4, the Jets lose by two scores to a Broncos team that had to travel West Coast to East Coast on a short week with their third-string quarterback, Brett Ripon. Darnold suffers an AC joint sprain and proceeds to miss the next two games. Prized free agency acquisition Le'Veon Bell from the 2019 offseason is finally released after Week 5 of the 2020 season after liking and retweeting anti-gays posts on Twitter. Bell, who was supposed to be Darnold's number one weapon, finished his Jets career with 264 rushing attempts for 863 yards, three rushing touchdowns, 69 catches for 500 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown in 17 games, earning $28 million in the process. Darnold manages to come back just in time for a Week 7 home loss against the Buffalo Bills and a Week 8 loss in Kansas City to the Chiefs, where he re-injures his shoulder and proceeds to miss the next two games. Backup quarterback Joe Flacco, who started the Week 5 game against Arizona, the Week 6 game against Miami, the Week 9 game against the Patriots, and the Week 11 game against the Chargers, visibly outplays Darnold with the same exact supporting cast. Not a good look. With the Jets starting the season 0-13, including a Week 13 loss against the Raiders that featured one of the most mind-boggling coaching decisions I've ever seen in my entire life, and I think anybody's ever seen in their life for that matter, Tank for Trevor is in full bloom. Jets fans have officially turned on Darnold. They've, they've been turned on Gase since the end of last season. It's really starting to hit the fan. In Week 15, the Jets somehow managed to, to fly home from Seattle fly out to Los Angeles and upset the Rams in their own building 23-20. This effectively takes the Jets out of the running for the number one overall pick and places them second behind the Jacksonville Jaguars. And as if it wasn't already confirmed, week 16, the Jets defeat the Cleveland Browns at home 23-16, officially eliminating them from contention of the number one overall pick. In what would become Sam Darnold's last game as a New York Jet, they lost week 17 in New England to the Patriots 28-14. A fitting stat line for his last game, Darnold threw for 266 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Darnold finishes the 2020 season with career lows in every statistical category except for completion percentage, throwing for 59.6%, 2,208 yards, nine touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. Numbers worse than his rookie year. For comparison, Joe Flacco in the four games he played for the Jets, had a 55.2 completion percentage, threw for 864 yards, six touchdowns, and three interceptions. Adjusted, Flacco outperformed Darnold in the games that he played in. Let's flash forward one last time to April 5th, 2021. The New York Jets traded Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers for a 2021 six-round pick, a 2022 second-round pick, and a 2022 fourth-round pick. The Sam Darnold era in New York officially came to a close as someone who watched every single game that Sam Darnold played watched the draft jumped for joy at the announcement of that quarterback at a USC I gotta say it really hurt to see this go down the way it did there is no debate that the Jets failed Sam Darnold they failed to get him a superstar receiver that he could rely on they failed to build a competent offensive line around him and failed to give him competent coaching however after what we saw last season how Flacco was able to outperform Darnold in the games he played with the same exact supporting cast showed everybody what this meant for the Jets moving forward and that's it was time to move on it's best for both Sam Darnold and the Jets to get fresh starts at the quarterback position now how will this affect the Jets moving forward obviously they're going to be taking a quarterback with a number two pick in the draft come April there's no question about it quarterbacks the way to go at number two it's going to be Zach Wilson, it's going to be Justin Fields, it's going to be somebody. All you got to know is they're taking a quarterback, although if you're asking me to bet, I would say Zach Wilson. Another great positive out of this is in 2022, we now have double ones, thanks to the Jamal Adams trade, and double twos, thanks to the Darnold trade. This team is loaded with draft capital moving forward, and I couldn't be more excited about the direction of the franchise. It's now just all on Joe Douglas's shoulders to hit on those draft picks and make sure we get players that can play in here. And as for Sam, I'll be watching all those Panthers games this year rooting for him. He's finally got the support system. He's got the weapons. He's got DJ Moore and reunited with Robbie Anderson. He's got a superstar running back in Christian McCaffrey and a great coaching staff in Matt Rule and Joe Brady. The Panthers picked up Darnold's fifth-year option, locking him in as their 2022 starter as well as this year. So they have two years to evaluate him and decide if, if they want to give him a second contract or not. I think he'll earn it. I just feel bad for him. he's, he's gotta go into a division playing Tom Brady twice a year again, going from the AFC East back to the NFC South. The only thing left to say really is if Darnold plays lights out in Carolina and becomes an M V P candidate or some sort of superstar quarterback and the whoever the Jets draft turns out to be, you know, a bust or not not even close to what Darnold's doing in Carolina, it's gonna look really bad on this organization and who knows where we go from there. That that is the darkest timeline, the worst scenario. So fingers crossed, Jets fans, that we don't have to worry about that. But thank you guys for tuning in this week. We're all mourning and grieving together. And I'm sure we all feel the same way about Sam. Class act. Never complained once here in New York with all the dysfunction that was happening behind the scenes with the front office and coaching. Nothing but the best for Sam. Fingers crossed for Zach Wilson at number two and go Jets. You've been listening to The Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Bedwein.